Okay, thank you. Uh, thank you all for coming in the middle of the day. I know it's uh, it's busy. We haven't had a lot of these recently. Rabbi Gelman, uh, the uh, immediate past president, encouraged Rabbi Posner, Baruch Hashem, our new president, um, uh, to to see if we can start uh, having more of these get-togethers, more opportunities to learn, to learn from Rabbi Reese. I have the schools of working with Rabbi Reese. Uh, every day in the office and learning from him. Not necessarily in a formal way, but uh, Rabbi Reese is giving shiurim around the world and around the country and around the city. Tonight he's continuing his Diane's Desk series of kids. Uh, every audience seems to be able to learn from Rabbi Reese, and it's only right that the, the Haverim should have a, a special opportunity. So before Purim, we have this opportunity here from Rabbi Reese, and Mitzvah Shem will have another opportunity before Pesach. Um, we have to schedule that. Okay. But um, uh, for now, it's a big surprise for us to hear from Rabbi Reese. We're going to record the uh, the shear so we can send the recording out afterwards in case anybody misses anything. And we have Mara Macomos also, which I'll uh, I'll hand out. Okay. Thank you very much, Rabbi Mustafsky. Uh, we'll uh, try to c- cover the uh, the territory in the time that uh, that we have. We sent out, uh, I guess, a, a request from members as to what Purim topic would be of interest to them. I think we gave multiple choice, so uh, I, I don't know if other was on the list. Maybe um, we didn't give enough choices, but it seemed that resoundingly the response was that to speak about uh, the mitzvah becoming intoxicated on Purim, which I have um, entitled An Elucidation of the Obligation of Intoxication uh, on, uh, on Purim. Um, just that, so that it you know, will be a memorable title at least. And um, I, I'll just preface uh, this presentation by saying that it's interesting to note uh, from the outset that even though there are four mitzvahs, the Rabbanon, that are associated with the celebration of Purim, it's actually not one of them. Despite the, the Lashon of Michayev, Inish Levasume Bepubiyah, it's the first source. Rava says that there's a chiyav, the basume. It doesn't say to get drunk, but the Rashi translates to get drunk with wine on Purim until you do not know the difference between the curse of Haman and the blessing of Mordechai. Um, because we say you're always supposed to associate a Russia with a word like Aurel or Yamach Shemo. And Zecher uh, Tzadik Levacha, when you mention a Tzadik, you're supposed to say how wonderful the person is. That's why we say Baruch Mordechai. So um, you're supposed to keep on drinking until you don't know the difference. So you figure, okay, so that's got to be one of the mitzvahs Sayyam. So uh, one of the questions that we ask a Geras candidates um, uh, when we meet with them is uh, how much they know about the various uh, uh, festivals, Chagim, or uh, other calendar occasions, it could be Tanios, that relate to the time period in which we meet with them. We meet with them Hanukkah time, so we ask them questions about Hanukkah. We throw them in the summer. We ask them about the three weeks and Tishaba, Pesach time. We ask them about Pesach, uh, Rosh Hashanah time. We ask about uh, all of the Chagim during Chodesh Tishrei. So on Purim time, we ask them. So what are the what are the mitzvahs of Purim? The real real good candidates rattle off 
all four, they say, yeah, Kriyas Megillah, Mishloch Manos, and Matanos Levyonim, and you have to have a Suda. So that's all. They get three out of the four. They usually, sometimes they forget, like, the Suda is itself, you know, a mitzvah. But we've had more than one candidate who, you know, could not rattle off um, the four mitzvahs at all, but they can only think of one mitzvah. Is oh, you're supposed to get drunk. Uh, so, you know, at least that, you know, the community at large is doing a good job as sort of, you know, teaching and internalizing this message that there is some sort of an Indian, some sort of a, a mitzvah element of getting drunk on Purim, and it's a peculiar thing. It's a very, very peculiar thing because it would seem at first glance uh, that getting drunk is not a very Jewish thing to do. Um, in fact, there seem to be many uh, Gemaras that talk about how pernicious and dangerous it is uh, to get drunk, how it really takes away from our Atzalem Elohim. And this Akasha is asked by none other than the Beralacha. Mishabura says, this is source 3, in Tomer, how could Chazal possibly obligate you to do something? We understand, okay, for Purim, uh, our lives, you know, were saved. As the the uh, Bush famously explains, we celebrate physically because our lives were in danger, as opposed to Hanukkah, where there's no chi of Suda, according to um, the, the, the Machaber, uh, because, so explains the Bush, because our lives were not in peril, just our spiritual lives were in peril, so we celebrate spiritually. So we understand having a Suda, fine. But the idea of getting drunk, how could there, our rabbis demand such a thing? It's mentioned there's a, a giant a stumbling block, a very bad thing to do. So he gives the answer, famous answer of the Abu Dram. No, it's a kiyam of hodah. It's a kiyam of hodah on Purim is that we do something to demonstrate our appreciation that Kaddish Baruch who brought about a miracle for us, and he brought about a miracle in a very specific way with very specific means, because the way that the miracle of Purim happened was you look in Megillah Esther, everybody's always getting drunk. Whenever uh, somebody gets drunk, Akash gets drunk, uh, so things happen that uh, end up uh, bringing salvation to the Jewish people. He kills Vashti, as a result, Esther is appointed as the queen. Um, it was through Asuda, Mishteh, where the king also was getting drunk, uh, that he decided to do away with Haman. So good things came about through drunkenness. It was through Mishteh. Mishteh means it's a time of drinking, not just the Suda of eating, but a Mishteh is drinking. Um, Avashti came to an end through Mishte, Uba Esther, and then Esther was uh, substituted in her place. So, you know, Haman Palaso, um, that Haman's downfall came about also Mishte through uh, these uh, drunken repasts that were put into put together by Esther. That's the reason why the Chachamim made this obligation uh, that uh, you should get drunk. So we'll remember the miracle. So we understand at least a little bit of the explanation as to what the reasoning is behind it. It still doesn't necessarily make us feel good that we can understand why we would um, uh, why we would uh, override something that would normally be an avera. So the Berulacha adds, and we'll see that this really comes from a comment of the Hagos Maimonius on the Ramam as well. Sometimes when we say the word mitzvah, we mean it's like a real obligation. Sometimes we say the word mitzvah, we mean it's like, you know, a good and worthy and appropriate and nice thing to do if you can, but not necessarily that it's a chiyuv. So it says the Be'olacha, it's not an ikuva, it's not an absolute indispensable thing that you must get drunk upon. Like, let's say somebody says, well, you're a Kayim Purim. He says, well, I don't know. 
All I did was hear the Megillah twice. I did my Shlach Manas. I did my Tanis Lev Yodim. And I had a Suda, but I forgot to get drunk. So I don't know. Maybe I have to do Purim all over again. So um, the answer is no. You, you did fulfillment to Purim. It's, it's not the If you didn't hear the Megillah, so that's the Akev. So you really didn't perform. You didn't fulfill your Mitzvah to Purim. But if you weren't drunk, didn't get drunk, because the Eliyarabba, as I said, based on Ghost Maimonius, um, it's, uh, it's, not, it's not indispensable. But as I said, we haven't really resolved the fundamental issue. The Ramam, in Hilchus Deus, Perike Halacha Gimel, it says, if you want to be like a proper, worthy individual, it talks about the manners and the um, conduct of a Chacham. Chacham only drinks wine in order to settle and digest his food. It's a very strong law. She says, call mishtak, and not just a chacham. Anybody who gets drunk is a chote. The Ramam says very explicitly that it's a chet. It's considered to be a degrading thing. It causes a person to lose their wisdom. You get drunk in front of common folk. So that's considered to be a chil you shouldn't drink wine in the afternoon unless it's part of your uh, meal. So the Ramam says an important principle, and we'll see that this uh, plays out in terms of how the Ramam codifies the halacha of drinking on Purim. The Ramam says, you want to know something, a trick, as to how you can avoid being a chote when it comes to drinking. If you drink in the course of a su'uda itself, that you're eating while you're drinking, so that does not cause you to become drunk, or at least as drunk. That's not considered to be getting yourself, you know, going to a bar, um, saying, I'll have another one, I'll have another one. You know, getting yourself, I, I, I wouldn't know, I, I don't step into bars. And getting yourself into a, a drunken stupor, they, um, so therefore he says, It's really a problem when you go to the bar, um, you have a nightcap, you know, after you've uh, heated your meal, so that's when uh, it becomes more like a chait. In fact, it's straight out of the Gemara, because the Gemara um, says um, that Amalei Eliyahu, the Rav Yisus Gemara, Brachos Tav Chavtes Seven Days, Amalei Eliyahu, the Rav Yehuda, Eliyahu and Avi said to Rav Yehuda, Chudah Rav Salah Chasida, Lo Tirtak Lo Sefti. Don't get angry. So get angry. It's going to uh, bring you up uh, to sin. Lo sirve lo sechte. And lo sirve, what's lo sirve? Lo sirve is kosi ribaya, lashon of getting drunk. Says Rashi on this on that gemara in brachos. Lo sirve lo sishtake biyayin. Don't get drunk. Lo sechte, so you're not going to sin. Now again, the Ram seems to indicate that getting drunk itself is a sin. It could mean here uh, that when you get drunk, it leads uh, it leads to sin. The Vilna Gaon it gives us a reference to a Gemara in Pesachim. The Vilna Gaon on the um, halacha that talks about getting drunk in Purim, Simon Tafereshit Sadi Hey in Shulchan Aruch says um, he quotes the Gemara in Pesachim Davkuf Yud Gimel on the base. The Gemara over there says that there are three people that a Kaddish Baruch Hu loves. Okay, three people shall Kaddish Baruch Hu over. One is she'enu kawes, a person doesn't get angry. So we see, lo sirtzach, lo sechte, don't get angry because it's going to lead you to sin, lead you to sin. Second is she'enu mishtaker, a person doesn't get drunk. We see lo sirve, lo sechte, that also leads you to sin. Third category, not straight out of that Gemara as far as I can tell, is ve'enu mamin al midosov. Somebody who doesn't stand on principle, doesn't stand on their honor, somebody insults them and they don't, you know, get all um, upset and uh, all flustered and uh, not, and, and then it affects their judgment and their character that uh, they don't uh, act in a proper uh, fashion. So if, as long as a, a person possesses these characteristics, so they're very uh, beloved by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. 
we don't want to do something that's not going to make ourselves beloved. The Medrash HaGadol in Bereshis, um, Asur Zayim, uh, says if you normally, when you drink a lot of wine, uh, you uh, forget um, everything about your uh, bodily responsibilities. Rabbi Yudah Omar, Forgets uh, the 248 Evarim that are supposed to do all of the mitzvahs essay, as we know. There's 248. So he adds the Lashon of the, the Medrash, has the Lashon of the Ramam, that a person who gets drunk is actually a Choteh. It's not only a Choteh, but he's an imbecile, Meshoteh. Um, and if he's a Navi, Mr. Nebuasim, Mr. Lekes, Mimenu, he forgets his prophecy, he loses his ability to be a prophet, very bad thing. The uh, Gemara um, in Sanhedrin and Dafayan also elaborates upon all of the vagaries and vicissitudes of getting drunk. It's, a, it's easy to remember, you know, the daf that talks about it because it's daf ayin, which is the gematria of yayin, the gematria of wine, um, lands on this page, you know, uh, serendipitously. Um, and it tells us that if we hearken back, we hearken back uh, to creation, the chait of Adam Arishon, where the eight sadas was with respect to, um, to wines, that it was, a, it was a vine. According to this gemara, it gives different opinions, but one opinion that this Gemara has is uh, that uh, the Elon she'akal adam arisha mimenu gepen haya she'ein l'chadava she'maybe yilala l'adam el-yayin. There's nothing that uh, brings a kind of badness to a person other than wine. And that was uh, criticized by Chazal with respect to Noach when he came out of the Tebah after the flood. V'yechal Noach isha dama v'yita kerem. So the Gemara Quotes of Marukva, Rabbi Zakai, saying, "Amalok Kadosh Baruch Hu Noach Noach Lo Hilocha Lumo Miyadam Harishon." You should have learned from Adam Harishon, "Shlogaram Lo Eliyayin." It was wine that caused him to sin through the Eight Sadas. Um, so therefore, it goes back to the very beginning of creation. Actually, that we're warned that, that we should um, stay away from drinking wine. So it's very, very difficult to understand the whole thing. But I guess the Abu Dram gave us a little bit of insight that, well, we're supposed to hearken back to the fact that the miracles came about through, about through wine. But then, immediately after the Gemara gives the halacha of Rava, the Gemara gives us sort of a sobering episode to learn from regarding Rabbah and Rabbi Zerah. Um, that's the very next Gemara. In Megillah Dab Zion, I'm based on the top of page 2 in the materials. Rabbah Rabbi Zerah, Abdu Sudas Purim Bahadi Adadi. They had a, feast, a Purim feast that they were fulfilling their mitzvah Sudas Purim with each other. And if some, and they got drunk, they got drunk, that's what happened. So Rabbah, what happened when he got drunk? It could be Rabbah got drunk. Shakte the Rabbi Zerah. He shakted Rabbi Zerah. Now, shechting, we know that's normally something we do to animals because we don't want to shech human beings. You shech the human being, so you kill the human being. So it sounds like he basically performed shechita on Rabbi Zera and he died. The next day, he had to pay for, pray for mercy from a Kodesh Baruch Hu, the Rabbi Zera should be brought back to life. So what happened? Lashana Amalei. So the next year, he said to him, um, Rabbi said to Rabbi Zera, let's do it again. That was fun. Let's make another Sudas Purim. And Rabbi Zerah uh, politely declined. You can't count on a miracle all the time. So when this is actually codified in the Shulchan Aruch, 
the Ramah notes uh, that it's may not that, the, that there's an opinion that says you don't really need to get so drunk. Despite the statement in the Gemara, Machai Vinish Vasume Bipuria, it's not necessarily a local So the Machabis starts that and says, yes, Machai Vinish Vasume Bipuria, Goliadim, and Avraham, and Barak Mordechai. And that's also interesting because it could be, as we'll see, that this um, criterion of getting drunk until you don't know the difference between Avraham and the Barak Mordechai might actually be a limitation with respect. It might be the machaber sort of circumscribing the amount that you get drunk. Like get drunk, but maybe don't get drunk up until that point. It might be an ad de lo yoda, um, uh, uh, an ad de lo ad bechlal, uh, principle that relates to the ad de lo yoda, kind of stop right before you get to that point. But whether or not you interpret the machaber that way, the Ramah says, shomim de you don't have to get so drunk. Drink more than you normally drink. We hope that Jews don't drink so much. So you drink like a little sip. You normally drink nothing. So you yotze, wonderful, great. The yashen and then go to sleep. When we talk to yashen, ain't a yodeh bin araham on the barach Mordechai. So we're going to be, we're going to figure out, we're going to figure out clever ways since we're Jewish. And we have a tradition, we have a hashkafa, as we see from all these passages in the Gemara and the Midrashim, that it's considered to be a very derogatory thing to get drunk. We're going to try to figure out how to do a harama. This is going to be considered a, uh, a laudable and virtuous harama to avoid um, having to get really drunk because we don't want to denigrate ourselves that much. So we figure out, you know what, if you're sleeping, when you're sleeping, you don't know what's going on. So you don't know the difference between Araham and Baruch Mordechai either. Yes, Rabbi Yosarovsky. I just want to make a comment. Rabbi Daigo Schwarzatzal actually gave a similar sheer. His conclusions were in the same direction as, as yours. But he learned this Gemara with two interesting little predictions. First of all, he suggested that the, um, there may be a plukta, actually, between the Chayim of Sume and the Maimar of Rabzeira, that they actually may be in dispute with each other. That's part of how he understood the Gemara. We're going to get to that in just a moment. Oh, That's all right. I don't want to take away anything from, from the Abdesdin's thing, but the ultimate, something else, he wasn't a textual emendation the way some academic approach to the Talmud are, but he did suggest that maybe the word should be read, shochtik read, sochtik. He didn't actually shecht him, but he assaulted him, he squeezed him. Uh, okay, yeah, all right. So, um, but the Gemara indicates that he, whatever he did to him, he died. So, concludes the Ramah, whether you, you know, this is like we say in the Gemara, so he says the same thing here. That's in the context of Talmud Torah. So he says over here, she just have proper kavanas, which is always a problem. Do people have proper kavanas when they're drinking wine? You go to a Shalom Zakhar and people get drunk. Is it because they're so happy that these people had a baby boy? Or is it possible that sometimes people don't have um, the uh, most uh, virtuous kavanas? So that's also probably a most, the most important caveat is Uvaji Kaven Libo Lashemayim. So the Taz says, like Rabbi Yosarovsky said, he said that this line in the Ramah, where the Ramah said that the ain't sark lishtakir kokach, he says that, that this could be going according to the opinion of Rabbeinu Ephraim. Rabbeinu Ephraim says that the reason why we have this story of Rabbi and Rabbi Zeira immediately after the statement of Rabbi, and the Gemara goes, it's Machlokis. They could be saying, Rabbi says you should get drunk. And Rabbi, we learn from the story of Rabbi and Rabbi Zeira, the stomach, the, uh, the Gemara, is teaching us that, no, don't get drunk, because look at what happened. Look at Rabbi Shekht and Rabbi Zeira. They were both, you know, wonderful stand-up rabbis, um, and uh, one, you know, ended up shechting the other. So we see 
um, the kind of uh, bad results that can come about through drinking wine. Vahadu, getting drunk. So he says, So you see from here that the maskan of the Gemara is that that was a nice havamina, um, but it wasn't the maskana, you know, so anyone who just got drunk before they got to the next line, so that's what happened in Klai, so probably a lot of people never got to the next line, so they thought, oh, it's a mitzvah, but then if you keep on, if you finish the daf, and you go to, you know, the next line, you see that that's the wrong thing to do, it's what the Beis Yosef quotes from the Ran, B'Shem Rabbeinu Ephraim. I have here, um, that's one possible halakha ramification from the story of Rabbi and Rabbi Zerah. The Pisgah Tshuva deals with another very interesting halakhic discussion regarding the whole story of Rabbi and Rabbi Zerah, which is that when Rabbi resurrected, or prayed and caused the Rabbi Zerah to become resurrected the next day, did Rabbi Zerah have to remarry his wife? Do we say that at the point in which he died, um, this is the whole question of what happened to Aishas Elio when he went up, you know, into the sky with a chariot. So do we say in this case as well that Rabbi Zeva, after all, he was dead for a little period of time, was his wife obligated to remarry? So he says that we bring a, um, he brings a proof from the Yerushalmi that um, the, there's no need to contract a remarriage. Because uh, the Yerushalmi uh, asks, what if a person makes a Tanaim Labasi um, uh, that this will be your get if I don't come within, let's say, 30 days, and then he dies the next day? Um, so uh, is she allowed to get married before the end of the 30 days, or do we worry that he's going to have a Tzchiyas Mason, that he's going to come back alive during that period of time? So Rabbi Yossi says she's not allowed to remarry because maybe he'll, there'll be a miracle, and uh, he will remarry. So even though we don't generally worry about that Yerushami, that's because we don't worry that Maisinisim, that a miracle is going to occur. But if a miracle did occur, so we see that the halacha would be that if he came back alive, so then she had no right to, to remarry because she would still be considered to be married to him. We learn from here that if a miracle occurred and the person did come back alive, that it's considered to be like the wife never really became freed. It doesn't matter that he definitely is dead. Um, since at the end he came back alive. So therefore he says in this particular case, once Rabbi Zera was brought back to life, so it was considered as if he was never really dead. That's what we support in Allah Kalamaisa to have stories about a person who's completely out, and you say, oh, he must have, he has dreams of being in heaven and so forth. So does the white require a new marriage? You say, no, as long as he wasn't like buried in the ground, then, you know, he was able to be, you know, revived. Um, so we say, yes, it was a miracle that he was revived, um, but we don't consider it to, to be like a tzchiyas amesim to the point in which uh, the uh, wife uh, would be considered to have been an omona, that they would have to contract a, um, a new marriage. Um, and it could be, this was the machlokis between Rabbi and Rabbi Zerah as to, you know, when Rabbi uh, re-invited him the following year, was it really a Maisenism or not? So Rabbi held that, you know, maybe it wasn't such a Maisenism that he wasn't, maybe he held like Rabbi Yosarovsky's, you know, gears of shachat that you just squeezed him a little bit but didn't actually kill him. Rabbi Zerah said, no, I had the gears of shachat. You really killed me. Um, and therefore, I'm not going to rely upon, uh, upon Maisenism. 
or he just, you know, severed the circulation from the brain to the heart, so he was brain dead, and maybe they were arguing about whether brain death is considered to be death, but that's already Purim Torah. So the Ramam, in source, yes. Schwartz is sitting exactly where the Abdesim is sitting right now, and he darkened it that way. Okay, excellent. So the Ramam, in source, you give um, has a very interesting comment. He says, um, what is, when is this mitzvah fulfilled of Chayev Inishlavisume to the extent that there's a mitzvah at all? The Ramam understands it's all part of the Chayev Suda. There, it would be no obligation. This is different from Rabbi Saul Salanter, who famously was known to say that you should really, you know, drink wine throughout the day. But the Ramam says, no, the drinking of the wine is only in the context of the Suda. You drink wine until you get a, a drunk enough that you fall asleep in your shechus. Not that you get drunk enough that you're going to like go around town um, making a complete you know fool of yourself and you know singing and have and being rowdy and dancing you know and going into people's homes like sometimes happens with me on Purim that a person will show up at my house and will start you know hugging and kissing me and so forth. He says no, you just get uh, drunk enough and so that and which I by the way never appreciate just for the record like you know it doesn't really make me feel like this person has reached a really high spiritual you know elevated state. Um, even though maybe that's sort of the intention, I just feel like this person is like smelly and drunk and acting in a very embarrassing way. Um, uh, but uh, the um, but but here the Ramam says it should be in the. I'm sorry. If we're not drunk, can we come to your house Yes, if you're not drunk, you can come and help me. Yes. Um, so he says Vishosa Yayin. Um, I just ishtakir that the drinking should be in the context of the suda, and then you take a little nap uh, afterwards. Says Agos Maimonius here uh, makes his uh, comment, and then Muki Yosef makes an even more startling comment. So Agos Maimonius says, says Kosev Rav the Chol Honey, when it says in the Gemara, you should get drunk. As we had cited um, before. Um, in uh, the um, uh, in the bear halacha um, that comes from Agos Maimonides. So then Muki Yosef says, you know what? The Ramam is paskining against the Gemara as well. The Ramam is paskining that there is no obligation of Chayavinish Levesume Adlo Yodu Minor Haman Lebarach Mordechai. It's not like the Ramasa. The Ramaf will sort of fix it up. The Ramasa will, if you fall asleep, so then you be Mekayim that you don't know the difference between Aram and Baruch Mordechai. He says, the Mukhiyos, no, the Ram's just not passing that way. He says, Shiocha is all included within a Chi of Suda. Shiocha Basi, Visak and Suda, Naki, Vishim, Timsa Yoda, Vishosa Yai, Shishtaka, Yodim, Shikos. So, below his Kiradim, Chayavinish Levesume. You'll notice the Ramam does not have that, that line. The Ramam does not say that there is some sort of an independent Chiyuv that you have to get drunk, that you have to make yourself, you know, so fragrant that you're not going, the resume literally means fragrant, fragrant with wine, that you're um, uh, going to um, be, not know the difference between Aram and the Baruch Mordechai. El Not that you have to become absolutely nuts and um, absolutely oblivious to the world. Which would normally translate into a person acting like um, a complete uh, fool. And engaging in uh, levity um, and foolishness. 
benivol peh, an improper speech. Shezelo yikra simcha, that's not simcha. The Ramam talks about um, how uh, you have to um, be involved in a suda, which is presumably part of the kiyom of, uh, of having yemei mishteh besimcha, as the Megillah says in Megillah Sester. Shezelo niyikra simcha, elo holelos vesichlos, this is considered to be foolishness and, and folly. Lo tiknu neviyam avishayim, the takana from the Gilas Esther was, laso sosam yemei mishteh besimcha, elo yom mishteh besimcha. El lemeimah mili debedichusa. He says that, that simcha means that you still have your wits around you, but you do this in a way, it's, this is where, again, we have this sort of this idea of the haroma that the haroma had with respect to falling asleep. He said, what's the haroma to make it look like you're drunk? That you say like jokes, you say perm Torah. You say like, you know, funny vortlach and like, but you still have your wits about you. You say gramen. You do things of that sort. You put on a Purim spiel. Um, you do those things. So that's how you mekayim the mitzvah. So people will think, ah, oh, he doesn't know, like, this guy is like, you know, he's so far off in terms of, like, the ridiculous jokes that he's making. But in reality, you still have your wits, uh, you still have your wits about you. Um, so he gives a divorce that we'll find in the Muggin of Ram, What's uh, the reason what we have Ben Mordechai? That's not that it's a literal. It's not literal. The Chazal just came up with that as a Melitza. It's an expression biyama. It's an expression biyama based on the fact that the Gematrius of Arahaman and Baruch Mordechai both happen to be 502. They both happen to have the identical gematria. That's so we say, ah, you know, you keep on drinking and say, uh, you don't know uh, the difference between the two. You know, you suddenly become good at math. I don't know. It's like it doesn't work exactly. But we should the gematria, Ole Baruch Mordechai, La Arahaman, that it ends up, you know, being um, exactly, um, uh, exactly the same gematria wise. Um, so this idea that we want to prevent people from making a complete, you know, fools out of themselves um, in terms of how they uh, behave, because this is counter, this is counter to the Jewish tradition. So it translates also into the question of, are women obligated to get drunk? Because it's particularly the Gemara in Suvastav Samachay speaks about how it's particularly unseemly when women are drunk in terms of the way that women will act, how people will take advantage, unfortunately, of women when they're in a drunken state. As we know, Nashim Daitan Kalos applies to that sort of a, a situation. So says Ravosna, Women generally are obligated in the mitzvah to Yom Shlachmanas with Tanas of Yom, even the Suda, obviously Mikra Megillah, because Afhain Hayubioso and Ace, we know that, because they brought about the miracle, was certainly part of whom the population was saved. The Didi ain't Shum Shaila. It's not, not, not a Shaila, Lo Shayak Sebi Isha. He says that um, for sure um, it's not a shayach with respect to a woman, even if we would assume that it's shayach with a man. Even if her husband is with her, um, that's certainly not a proper thing with respect to women to say adloteda. We only say adloyada. It also says chayev inish the vesume, right? So therefore he says, um, he thinks it's that's a double pasu. But if you think about what the Ramam is getting at, when the Ramam speaks about drinking yayin in the course of the Suda, so the Ramam could be getting at another point as well. What's that point? The point is that there's a mitzvah of Suda on Purim, right? Mishteh, you know, Vesimchas, there's a mitzvah of Suda, so part of a mitzvah of Suda is to drink wine. So it could be that independent of whether I say Chayabinish Bipuya, whether there's an obligation to get drunk, maybe we don't pass in that way, as Rabbeinu Ephraim says, maybe the idea is you just kind of like make it look that way, but you're not actually supposed to get drunk. We'll see more about that as well. Um, and um, maybe 
there's another way in which we could potentially uh, approach our understanding of it, um, which is that it's um, simply that there is an obligation to drink a little bit, but not based on Chayi Vinishlovesume, based on the Chi of Suda. But the Chi of Suda, you don't have to get drunk, you just drink a little bit. So that's why I looked in, if you take a look in Rashmo Kamenetsky, say, Pekobit Salakos, so he says, well, women are obligated in the Suda. The nature of the Suda and Purim is different, is, is a nature of, is a Suda that requires a Mishnah of a Simcha, requires a certain amount of drinking. Therefore, Nashim Chayavis, a Mishnah of a Simcha, Purim Kamar Nashim, Lachin Chayavis, a Suda, Lishtos Alkopan, Mavias Yayin. So even a woman, you know, who we would say for Sure, I tell you, that wouldn't apply to a woman, but the drinking of a little bit of wine would apply to a woman, Kabachoma to a man, that it is appropriate to drink a little bit of wine. And Revius Yain, you're not going to get drunk, most people are not going to get drunk from Revius Yain. That's how much you have, but you're supposed to have the Kiddush on Shabbos, Revius Yain. Achyeshla and the Yizayar, you know, at least the Lulugma Revius is, you know, but generally it'll be a Revius. Achyeshla and the Yizayar, Shlalishtos, Yotim, Yizayar. But they should be careful not to drink more than this. But he says this little bit, you know, so certainly, you know, that would be appropriate. So now we understand that it could be that even if uh, the Ramam says, because this is sort of a kasha, then Mukha Yosef says, oh, the Ramam uh, doesn't hold by this whole idea of Chayi but didn't the Ramam say that you should, in fact, drink? Because that was included in the formulation of the Ramam. So how can you say he doesn't hold by Chayi uh, uh, So it means there is a Chiyub, there's a separate standalone Chiyub, you should drink. Okay, you should drink as part of the Suda, not drink for the sake of getting so stone drunk that you're going to be like Adlo Yada, but to have like a little bit of happiness through drinking in order to fulfill this idea of Yimei Mishdev Simcha. And it could be that that's what the Rambam is getting at. The other interesting thing in the Rambam that um, Shmuel Kamenetsky pointed out, I was macabre to this, you know, so Baruch Shekivanti, is that this actually, the way the Rambam formulates it is very meduyak when you th- think about how the Rambam w- w- articulated how a mishtakir is a chote. So when is it a mishtakir is a chote? When he's not drinking in the context of a suda. But if he is drinking in the context of a suda, said the Rambam in Hilchos Medeus, that a drinking which is part of a suda is not going to be fully mishakeris. That's why the Rambam, that could be another explanation, why the Rambam Bidavka says, oh, so when we have a fulfillment of Yimei Mishtev Simcha, it's going to require a little bit of drinking wine on Purim, so do it in the middle of the suda, so you're not going to be a chote, then you're not going to be a mishtakir gomor, at least if you're doing it in the course of the, um, if you're doing it in the course of the, of the suda. Now, if you look at the Shari Tshuva, this is source Yudchas on the top of page 3. So he says that there were some people who really took this very seriously. And I'm not going to deny that there were G'doy Le'olam. G'doy Le'olam, who took this mitzvah, took this idea, this Inyan, however you want to call it. Um, they took it very literally. And Adayomazet, by the way, if you look around Chicago, Adayomazet, there are those who they take it very seriously that you do have to get, you know, stone drunk on Purim. I know that we have, you know, representatives of Chabad around the table. And certainly in the Chabad world, it was something which I believe the Rebbe took very seriously the idea that you bring out your panemius, you know, panemius um, uh, of your neshama 
on Purim and you show that even your goof acts like your neshama um, uh, by uh, virtue of the fact that even when you're completely drunk and you have no daya, so the normal forces of your inner soul are not able to express itself, that even your body expresses itself like a neshama. This is all very lofty. And if you're able to do that and safely and, you know, responsibly and you get spiritual fulfillment out of it and you don't create a chil Hashem, you know, wonderful, just stay away from me. But um, uh, uh, but I'm not uh, I'm not in any way attacking anyone who has that particular uh, perspective. But the Shari Chuv himself points out if there is somebody who um, is you know weaker and they know that they're not going to be able to handle the wine, they won't be able to hold the wine. I think is the expression. Or they know it's going to lead to a virus. They're going to speak nivel pair. They're going to act wrongly towards uh, other people. They're going to not make brachos properly, not keep mitzvahs properly. So then, of course, that takes precedence. Um, and, um, and, and, he, um, and he brings, uh, and he brings rayas um, from, from, from the Sugyas and the Gemara. Um, uh, that um, he brings a riot from Riva. Who's Riva? Riva is Rabbi Yehuda Bar Eli, um, uh, who said that, that um, he was, uh, the Gemu Shami says, he only drank uh, a tiny little bit to fulfill Dalit Kosos. He would drink on Pesach, but that's the only time that he drank. So it's Mashma that he didn't drink on Purim because he just couldn't handle it. Because his drinking would affect his uh, physical being. The Mi'iri goes further. This is quoted by the other Bear Alacha in Hilchas Purim on this, on this sip, in Tafresh Sadi Hay Sip Base. Says the Bear Alacha, Vizelashon Hamiiri, Chayev Adam Lahabos, Vesimcha Biyom Zevachidav Ashtia. There's no obligation to make yourself um, into a complete moron. Um, I remember, you know, the first time I saw somebody throw up, you know, on perm. And it wasn't even the perm suit. There was somebody who was drinking, you know, perm night. I was at Yeshiva in Aris Yisrael. He was one of the finest fellows in the base madrish. And he suddenly, we're having a chug, you know, like somebody's giving a shir, you know, perm night after the Megillah, whatever. And suddenly he just throws up in front of everybody. It was pretty disgusting, okay? Um, so what the simcha you're supposed to engage in is the simcha shel tanuk So he has the idea that this is a simcha which is ultimately, even if a little wine is attached to it, because of the Abu Dhamma's idea to celebrate the fact that the miracle, the miracle came about through wine, it's supposed to be a simcha that elevates us towards Hodas, towards Abbas Hashem, Bodal and Isim, Asalanu. Um, and um, the Chai Adam similarly says, Rabbi Yosefsky may mention the Chai Adam. Person knows that by drinking, they're not going to be careful about Natila Yadayim or making a bracha. They'll, they'll, they'll forget or mess it up. Or, you know, we usually start the Purim Suda after Mincha, but certainly a person who starts drinking before Mincha, this is going to happen. Or they're going to, you know, just, they're just going to conk out and they're not going to drink, they're not going to dive in Marev altogether. One of the nice things here, we have Rabbi Langer, you know, who's the Rav of Beis Kitzchak, where, you know, I dive in a Motzei Purim, is that, you know, a couple of hours after Purim is over, they usually have, like, a late Marev. People show up to late Marev. I'm not seeing people, you know, drunk at the late Marev. You know, I see people who comport themselves, you know, properly. They're able, and, and, and it's respectful. So, Kiddush Hashem, but, you know, you to have a Marev where the people are just, like, you know, drunk and they're controlling themselves from throwing up, um, and they're all groggy, so that's not, you know, a Kavot Shemayim. That's not leading, that's not showing an Abbas Hashem. Um, so the Yorah is going to ask the question. He says, I don't understand. 
We are really mitigating this mitzvah. What does the Gemara say? Uh, the Gemara says, Mechayah If we assume Pashup Shat, that Rab and Rabbi Zeira are not, you know, like Rabbeinu Ephraim learns, um, uh, saying that uh, this is not halakha lemaiseh, because the Gemara doesn't say explicitly, oh, this is not halakha lemaiseh. It says, ain't a movement, I don't understand. How can you say it's lowly kuva? It says, So he says, and maybe what it means is like this. Mechayev inish, it means every single person has to weigh and evaluate themselves. It means some people will be able to push the envelope until the Adil Yoda, and some people not. The Adil Yoda is like a range. Ad means this is a range of different people. That every single person is according to their, to their madrega. Some person might take it all the way, and some people, you know, they, they, they say their madrega is not to take it all the way. The, the, the way in which they're able to maintain their dignity in Avodah Hashem is not by taking it uh, all the way. Not only that, but up until now, we've only been discussing whether it's an absolute requirement or it's Lola Akeb. There are other ways of getting out of it. So the Nitzay Gabriel says something very interesting. There's a typo here. The second one is not Barab. It should be Rechev. I wasn't drunk when I typed it, but it just came out that way. At least I don't think I was. So he says, Hanoeg Rechev. If you're going to drive a car afterwards, so we have a principle in Gemara Chulin, Dafa Yudam and Aleph, Sakanta Chamira Meisura, that um, it certainly it's not even an Isser not to get drunk. It's Lola Akev. Um, but um, if you know for a fact you're going to drive a car afterwards, so then he uses very strong Lashem. Then you shouldn't even drink a Revia. Something that I was speaking about there, you might say, okay, that's a mitzvah of the Suda Purim that I share Revia Yain. It says, no. Hanoi Grech, if you're going to drive a car, also the Lishtos Yain, period. You can't drink wine, or anything else which is, um, which is Meshaker, because that's a Mamish Sakana. That's Mamish Sakana, and he writes in the footnotes, we know the horrible stories about car crashes, Rachman Litzlan, Lo that have occurred, you know, on a, on Purim after people have drunk, um, and you can't rely upon miracles, you know. It's uh, uh, something where we know that, that there is uh, a giant, you know, uh, a giant danger. So then, I remember when I was um, the Menayel at Yeshiva Rabbeinu I hung up a notice, you know, that was signed by all the Rosh Yeshiva. It said, if you're going to be driving afterwards, so it's absolutely us to have even one drop on you. To have one drop, the one drop can become two drops, three drops. You know, a person says, oh, I know how much I can handle and drive a car. No, you can't take any chances in that regard. So you say, you're going to be driving, so then you can't drink any wine. Oh, that's why we always host. We always host. That's why I don't have that problem. You know, I don't have to go anywhere afterwards. But even then, you know, I don't, I, I drink a few glasses of wine, whatever, you know, but I, but, 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 but you have to, you have to know how to control yourself. The Yad Ephraim has a very interesting comment. He says, I had a dream. He said, I had a dream. Who's the Yad Ephraim? Ephraim is Al-Mogolius, um, 18th and 19th century Polish of uh, famous rabbinic authority. He says, I had a dream. I had a dream that, that said to me, this is before Martin Luther King. So his dream was, uh, I had a dream that the dream said to me that the kavana of Chaim Nish the is that you're supposed to be a shari b'simcha, and then when it says adlo yadar, it's as we mentioned earlier, adlo adbechlal. It's adlo adbechlal that to be shari b'simcha means you can't lose your senses, so don't go to the point where it's going to be um, that you're so stone drunk you don't know the difference between Arahman uh, um, and um, and Baruch uh, and Baruch Mordechai, um, and uh, therefore he says. This is the idea that when it says that um, 
He says it's not, he quotes those authorities who say from the story of Rabbi and Rabbi Zera, we see She'en Alacha Karabah, that we don't pass like Rabbi. He says, no, I think that it's not like that at all. The story of Rabbi and Rabbi Zera is a siyata. It actually comes to support the idea that there's a chiyuv, but it teaches us that, that there's a gavul, saying that this idea of Chayav Inish Ad Lo Yada, is explaining, is giving us a parish of what's the Ad. The Ad is, Gavul Yesh, second to last line, Shlo Yishtakir Yotimidai that you shouldn't get overly drunk. It's teaching you that you have to only go and you have to stop before you get to, to that point. Now, of course, others just have given other creative, you know, interpretations. The Gavra, the Vilna Gon says, the Adloyata means that, that you're not able to, like, distinguish between which is greater, the Nakamas Haman, the downfall of Haman, or the Gedulas Mordechai, or the greatness of Mordechai. Like, they're both, like, pretty good. I can, you know, celebrate the downfall of my enemy and I can celebrate the advancement, you know, of, of, my, uh, of my hero, of Mordechai. So they're both sort of on the same level. It doesn't take too much drinking, you know, to get to the point where you're not exactly sure, you know, which one you should, um, you should emphasize more. The Muggin of Ram says, oh, it's just at the point that you can no longer uh, compute uh, the, the fact that the Gematrias um, are the same. Um, we, we, we ask the obvious, the obvious kasha on that. Um, the Tosos and the Rashash um, have, I think, the best for it, which is that we have like, this long thing, Asher Haini, Shoshanas Yaakov. It's a very, very, you know, long period. Most of us don't know it by heart. We might know till the end, starting with the Shin, but you know, there's a very long period. It starts with an Aleph. It was part of the Yotzos of Shimon Esri once upon a time. You could find it in the old Maxavitri um, uh, that most people don't know it by heart. So if you get, you know, sufficiently drunk, then you're not going to remember all the words by heart. So you and the Union. That's what Tosu says. I'm not making it up like, you know, some sort of uh, an afterthought. Tosu says um, that this is Atloyada, that you don't remember, like, all the words of Aru Zeresh, Bucha Esther, Aru you don't remember, like, you know, every single one, you know, you kind of start gobbling the words a little bit. So when you start gobbling the words a little bit, so your Yotze, and the Rashad says, and this isn't only the part that everybody sings after the Megillah reading, but it's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. It doesn't only start with the Shin of Shoshanas, but it starts with the Aleph. So therefore he says that um, for sure, once you reach that point, uh, you've uh, fulfilled um, you fulfilled your union. Um, uh, you fulfilled your your obligation, such as it is. But Yerucham Olshin, in his Yerach Lemoadim, um, quotes a Magen Avram. Magen Avram says, "Let's say a person fasts the tiniest column on Purim. If you you know had a terrible dream, you're allowed to fast even on Shabbos Yontif. If you have a terrible dream, so it says on Purim you can't go the whole day. You fast until Mincha, and then afterwards afterwards you have to eat something." So why is it that we're more machmir that you have to like, you know, have a meal on Purim than our chumrah, you know, even when it comes to um, Shabbos or Yontav. So, uh, so uh, the Vizkarov, the, the, um, the Vizkarov is quoted by the Amic Brachos having an original board about this. He says that on most of the Yamim Tovim, we're drinking the meat and drinking, the, we're eating the meat and drinking wine in order to be ma'ore simcha, simcha l'ashem. In order to be ma'ore, our simcha in a Kodesh Baruch However, when it comes to Purim, since it says, you may mishtav simcha, the drinking itself is the Yikar Mitzvah. He says that you have to drink, so he says the other days you can be in simcha, that, oh, I'm having a tiny scholem, I'm getting a kapara for a bad dream that I had. But he says, Purim, there's an affirmative mitzvah of you may mishtav uh, simcha. So this could be uh, anaf kamina, that uh, according to the Magin of Ram, this is why you absolutely, under no circumstances, even for a tiny scholem, are allowed to fast the entire day, because there's an union of, like, at least uh, drinking a little bit, in order to be mekayim, um, uh, this absolute obligation of uh, mishtav simcha, 
So it's not only a means to the end, but it's um, but it's an end to uh, unto itself. But Revulsion points out that if you look at the lashon of the Meiri in the Baralaka in Source Yates, he says explicitly, um, According to him, it's also um, meant and intended to get us to the level in which we're going to have a proper avas Hashem. So it appears that from the, the Meiri that uh, there is um, uh, perhaps a different understanding than that of uh, the brisker the brisker of, but the brisker of falls in well with the Abu Dram, who says that no, we're supposed to show it's like a hakaras tov to a kaddish baruch since the nace came about through drinking. So if you can drink, you know, a little bit, um, uh, that would be that would be appropriate. And that would also explain the practice of, of Yisrael Salanter, who would just you know keep on drinking until the, the entire day. Says that when you reach the point of adlo so then you become putter. It's not that you fulfill; you have, you have, to, you have to just keep on drinking. In order to show um, your, um, in order to show uh, your appreciation for the miracles of a kaddish baruch, and then you just have to balance how much is appropriate for you um, without uh, your um, starting uh, to act like a um, like a complete uh, like a complete fool. Um, so he gives one nafkamina is the mugin of um, and then he says that another possible nafkamina is whether you need to have dafka yayin, whether you need to have wine. If you look at the relation of the ramam the, um, and the lashon of Rashi al Gemara, they say yayin, they say specifically wine. So he says uh, that um, if the idea is um, uh, that uh, you have an obligation of fulfilling exactly what was done during the days of Mordechai Esther, the miracle came about through wine, so then you have to have dafka yayin. But if uh, the uh, idea is uh, that uh, it's just like a regular fulfillment of uh, the simcha of the day, like mishtev simcha, like you would have simcha in any yantiv, so he says, uh, so uh, even though there is a principle of ain't simcha el but he doesn't uh, focus on that so much, says that simcha, we generally pass, and whatever is going to bring you simcha. What brings you simcha is drinking other kinds of schnapps, so, you know, that's a fulfillment of simcha. But if I say that it's dafka, that I have to, you know, fulfill this notion of having a mishdeh with yayin in order uh, to celebrate the nature of the miracle on Purim, so then there's more of an argument that it should be, um, that it should be dafka, uh, dafka yayin. Okay, um, so I wanted to just uh, conclude um, with uh, a little bit of a, a further understanding. We have about seven minutes, okay, of the, um, the nature of different ways of understanding for ourselves, maybe Adlo Yodom, and especially where Rava is coming from. Rava, who has uh, this statement of Adlo Yodom in the Baruch Mordechai, um, also has uh, another statement, which is um, uh, on the Pasuk in Megillus Esther. I'm going to start with this, and I'll get to uh, the next explanations afterwards. So we'll go here, and then we'll back up afterwards. He says, Which we know was the source of the sin for which the Jewish people were punished. That's what you know, Mordecai had learned. It was because It says that Akashverosh allowed everybody to drink and be merry according to their own Ratzon. And there ain't no nace. There was no compulsion behind it. So Amarava, Rava, who's the same Balamema, of Chayav Inish Levasumi Bepuria, he says, What is Lasos Kitson Mordechai, Lasos Kitson Ish Reish? Lasos Kitson Mordechai Bahaman. Who are the Ish Reish? They are Mordechai and Haman. Mordechai, as it says, Ish Yudia Yavashushana Bira, and Haman, as it says, Ish Yitzar Ve'oyev. Um, so, therefore, uh, we might be able to understand, and Source Laman Gimel gives us sort of the notion that the whole, um, the whole uh, calamity, of Haman came about because we were Nana Misudoso Shalosa Russia. We know that Perm is a time of 
Benapochu. It's the time of Benapochu. So the way in which we celebrate or we mekayim this idea of Benapochu is we take that same idea that there was no difference between Haman and Mordechai with respect to the original perim in which there was an ones, and we create like a little bit of an ones here. We say there's going to be a mitzvah. Why is it that it was Ketzod Ish that Haman was happy at the time of Suda Zakashrevish and Mordechai was happy. So the Seba Yena Shatora says Haman was happy because he figures that um, since the Eno Nase are not being forced to do it, if the Jews drink, they'll get punished by a Kodesh Baruch Hu for drinking because they're not an honest and they're drinking anyway. And Mordechai was happy because he figures they're not being forced to do it, so hopefully they're not going to drink. Hopefully they're not going to drink since, you know, they weren't forced to do it. So we just turn it around right now and we say, oh no, we are creating sort of a mitzvah element behind it. So from the perspective of Haman, it's our Haman because we're not going to get punished if we do drink a little bit too much because we have a mitzvah to drink. So we can't possibly, you know, get uh, punished for it. And uh, from Mordechai's perspective as well, you could say one of two ways. You could say from Mordechai's, you know, perspective as well that, okay, um, so now we've transformed it into a mitzvah, so now they understand that whatever they're doing is for the higher purpose of serving a Kodesh Baruch or not being then a Misudah but you can understand a little bit differently as well, that even the way in which Chazal enacted this Mechaev Inishlava they did it in a way in which we're allowed to construe some type of a harama. We're allowed to retain our Kedusha, our holiness, by figuring out how to be Mechaev this without actually drinking so that Mordechai can continue to be happy and it still will be at the Loyada Ben Arahaman, the Baruch Mordechai. Because take a look at the, at the Gemara in Baruch Metziah Kov Gimel says that a Tamachakam is allowed to lie about three things. He can I lie about a Mesechus? You say, you know this Mesechus? No, I don't really know it. Even though he knows it, okay? You can all lie about Puriya, um, which Rashi interprets as having something to do with betting, Uvishpiza, and he can also lie about, you know, oh, did, uh, where did you, where were you hosted? And he can say, oh, you know, you don't want to know, or I went somewhere, but they weren't like such amazing hosts, so that other people won't impose upon those hosts that suddenly they'll find like a thousand guests at their door the next day. Um, so what's with Puriya? So the Maharsha says, not like Rashi. You know what Puriya is? Puriya is Purim. And you know what it's a refer- reference to? Yeshlomar, um, it says in the Mesechus Megillah, the Chayavan of Adam Levasumi Mepuria de Loyado Benara Haman Mechule, Avidi Rabban and the Mishanin Loma de Loyado Gavin Wayno Mabusam Kokaki Yodo. He says that Tabachakan is allowed to say, Yeah, yeah, I'm stone drunk. I'm Adlo Yodo Benara Marach Mordechai. Even though the reality is he just had a teeny tiny little bit to drink and he's not stone drunk at all. That we're allowed to do this in a fashion of haram. And that's really, if you, if you look at the import of all these sources, that's kind of like the, um, uh, the that is uh, the way in which many, many of the Meforshim understand that this Mechaev Nishlapuya, it's kind of like paying lip service to this idea of, yeah, the miracle came out through wine, so we're going to make it look like we're, that's where the practice came from, to have perm spiels and gram and all these things to make it look like we are, we're acting like we're drunk, but not to, the mice actually be drunk. Second explanation I wanted to uh, share is uh, this idea that the Gemara Pesachim says, Loka Olamazah Olamaba. Olamazah, Vesoas Tovas Tovim Baruch HaTovim Eitiv. Nowadays we say, Good things are Baruch HaTovim Eitiv. Vesoas Rose, we say, Baruch Dayan HaEmes. But in the world to come, Kulu HaTovim Eitiv. We'll recognize the good in everything. The Maharsha says, The good in everything is we'll recognize the Achtus of Kodesh Baruch Even things that seem to be bad are really things that bring about, that bring about good. So that's the idea. The Rambam writes that the Asi Lavo, all of the Nevi'im and the Ksuvim are going to be bottled the Asi Lavo, except for Megillah Esther. He says, except for Megillah Esther, which is going to be Kayemes, and this is the only thing that's not going to be bottled. Why is that? Because Megillah Esther, 
Purim, what it represents is this awareness that everything that in this world looks like it's hidden now. Everything looks hidden and it looks like things are really bad, that it really is good. That even the Arahaman is going to, is, is actually good. Like the Gemara Megillah, Source Chabab says, that um, when the Akashvayosh gave the Tabas to Haman, so it restored the Bnei Yisrael to good. We realize that even the bad of Haman brought us back to our service of Kaddish Baruch Hu, that it brought about good things. So therefore, that's the idea of our Shikras on Purim, that we drink a little bit to forget some of the vagaries of Olam Hasid, so we can get to that state where we're thinking more in terms of Olam Hapa, where we'll recognize that even the Arahaman is really a Baruch Mordechai. It's even good. And the last thing that I'll mention, and now we're mamish, you know, at the, the starting point um, of uh, the Shia, but on page five, so we're, we're pretty much done. So um, there's a question. The Gemara in Gitin says, this is a big shaila. How is it they learn Torah Bibn Abrak? There's a mechilta that indicates maybe you can't take Gerim from a Molech, so some say man, it's only the men, not the women, or B'diyevid you could take Gerim, or the Chidah says the Babli argues with the mechilta, and the Babli holds that you really can't accept Gerim from a Molech. So maybe the idea really is um, that if you take a look at the last source, La Ches, so it says, um, What's that referring to? It's not talking about Achashverosh, says the Agadu. It's the Tov Libo Shakarish Baruch. What was the Kadesh Baruch really happy with? What type of Yayin is really celebratory? Is it really Chayim Nish Lebasume? B'yena Shaltaira. B'yena Shaltaira is able to convert even the descendants of a Haman into a Baruch Mordechai. They were Lomdim Torah B'Bnei Brach. Stop here.